This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the defense authorization bill's been signed. We'll tell you about a few changes. Still on the Pentagon's circumspect list, China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. And in COVID news, more sailors test positive, while 66 more Marines are fired. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. One of the biggest bills of the year is now officially in the law books. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. President Joe Biden signed the 2022 Defense Authorization Act into law earlier this week. The legislation authorizes about $770 billion for the military next year. It also gives military service members a 2.7% raise. Other highlights in the law include completely revamping how sexual assaults are prosecuted in the military and creating a basic needs allowance to help some service members who are struggling financially. This marks the 61st year in a row that the Annual Defense Authorization Act has made it into law. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Lawmakers are signaling they want fewer retired generals and admirals in DOD's top civilian leadership positions. Part of the defense authorization bill President Biden signed yesterday sets up a 10-year waiting period before those retirees can serve as Secretary of Defense. The same legislation creates a seven-year waiting period for the secretaries of the Army, Navy, and Air Force. It's unclear what the new requirement will mean in practice. Congress waived the current seven-year waiting period for both Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and former Secretary Jim Mattis. AT&T wins an up to 10-year contract to deliver commercial phone services to DOD organizations across most of the Western Hemisphere. The Defense Information Systems Agency made the award late last week as part of its Voice Internet Service Provider Program. The contract is worth up to $300 million and covers DOD organizations throughout U.S. Northern Command and U.S. Southern Command. DISA is still evaluating bids to cover three other regions of the globe. Lawmakers are pushing back a provision forbidding the Pentagon from sourcing electronics made in certain countries. The 2022 Defense Authorization Act delays a ban on using printed circuit boards made in China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea until 2027. The prohibition was set to take effect in 2023. Electronics are used in a range of weapons and other defense systems. The Pentagon has identified the U.S. printed circuit board industry as an area of risk with few suppliers and a heavy reliance on China. Congressional auditors find a few areas where the Department of Homeland Security could improve its oversight of contractor privacy practices. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. DHS components are mostly following requirements for protecting personally identifiable information in contractor-operated systems. But the Government Accountability Office found the Coast Guard could do a better job of evaluating contractor compliance with privacy controls. NGAO says both the Coast Guard and the Transportation Security Administration should make sure they're documenting new instances where PII is shared with third parties. GAO also recommends DHS headquarters improve privacy training available to contractors. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Postal Service sees more on-time holiday deliveries despite a surge in COVID-19 cases. 
Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS data shows it's delivered more than 90% of first-class mail on time so far in the first quarter of fiscal 2022. That's more than a 10% increase compared to the same period the year prior. That progress stands in contrast to an uptick in COVID quarantines. The American Postal Workers Union says more than 6,500 USPS employees as of Christmas Eve were out of work because of COVID-19 infections or exposure. APWU says that's the highest quarantine rate for USPS since September. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. One senator is getting involved in substandard military housing issues. Recent reports at Fort Bragg in North Carolina show mold and water damage in the barracks. Senator Tom Tillis wrote to the Army Secretary asking the service to look into any problems with the barracks and fix them. The military as a whole has had problems with private and service-owned housing over the past few years. Service members have reported mice, mold, lead paint, and many other problems. Agencies have until January 14th to submit a report to the Office of Management and Budget, Congress, and in the Federal Register, identifying all federal financial assistance programs for infrastructure that they oversee. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, signed into law by President Joe Biden on November 15th, requires agencies to make this data about roads, bridges, ports, water systems, and many other facilities public. The report must identify all programs that do not require all of the iron, steel, manufactured products, and construction materials used in the project to be produced in the United States and those that include a waiver process to using American-made products. The IRS plans to stand up an office to oversee enterprise-wide remediation of IT vulnerabilities. That's after the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration finds the agency did not fully track plans to resolve nearly 70% of the vulnerabilities it recently reviewed. The IRS says it identified and addressed more than 1,200 critical vulnerabilities in filing season applications in fiscal 2021. It also launched a vulnerability scanning last year that scans network devices more frequently than its previous system. Two dozen sailors on a Navy ship have tested positive for COVID-19. The USS Milwaukee, which began deployment at Naval Station Mayport in Jacksonville, Florida two weeks ago, is now holding at Naval Station Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. It was forced to pause deployment late last week due to the outbreak. Defense officials say the number of infected sailors is, for now, remaining relatively constant. It's the first naval ship in 2021 to have to interrupt its deployment at sea. The Marine Corps discharged 66 Marines for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. That brings the total number of Marines booted for vaccine refusal to 169, the highest of all U.S. armed forces. The Marines also have the lowest vaccination rate of all military services, with 95% having received at least one shot. The Marine Corps has denied the overwhelming majority of religious exemption requests. A new interagency commission will recommend federal policies to prevent, mitigate, and manage wildfires. The Agriculture Department, Interior Department, and the Federal Emergency Management Agency established the Wildland Fire Mitigation and Management Commission to deliver yearly reports to Congress with policy recommendations. The commission will also develop a strategy to meet aerial firefighting equipment needs through 2030. The effort is part of the Biden administration's bipartisan infrastructure law. For more on these stories, go to federalnewsnetwork.com. 
I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.